Hi, you guys. I'm your host, Shahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. Well, how have you guys been? I pray that you all are healthy and well wherever you are. Um, During my little hiatus, my little mid-season hiatus, I decided to travel to South Carolina to visit my mom and my sister for a few weeks. Um, Being stuck in the house, man, it really was starting to take its toll. I was starting to feel a little depressed, actually. I'm an introvert by nature, but I mean, like being by yourself for months at a time, it really was starting to get the best of me. So I suppose that was the reason why I decided to take the hiatus and then also go down to my mom's house, which did me a world of good being around them, even though I can't be around my friends like I usually do. Like I'm used to hanging out, I'm used to going out, I'm used to shoot, even hitting up the clubs, going out to dinner, going to movies. And just like all of you, you know, I miss all of that. And so going to my mom's house and spending a couple of weeks down there, it really helped. Um, While I was there though, my um, sister, um, she went into the academy, which is uh, kind of like a scared straight but not not really scared straight for her she wants to go into the military so it is for um juveniles who are not really um doing well in like high school and things like that getting into trouble and stuff which she has been doing but when we told her about the academy it piqued her interest Thank God, because she wants to go into the military. And this is a preparatory um, academy that if she completes the program, if she gets her GED, she will have an advantage in going into the military. So she'll rank a little higher and um, she's excited about it. So this is like her third week now and I miss her so much. But I was able to spend that time with her before she left because she's going to be gone for about five months And um, after that, my mom was so lonely, like just a week later, you know, she's, you know, my mom is in her 70s and she has a teenager. And (laughs) so um, she's, which is a lot of you guys probably already remember my sister is adopted. That's why she's 70 and have a teenager. (laughs) But anyway, um, she was so lonely. She was like, when are you coming back? So I ended up going back um to my mom's house and spending some additional time with her and the dog and now I'm finally back home so even though I had said I was going to come back the first week in August this is the second week so please forgive me I was spending time with my mama <laughs> all right and you know what else guys I'm actually going back to work surprise surprise I've been out of work since March Like a lot of you probably, um, not that I've been out of work and not working, but I've been working from home, um, since March and my job is, um, opening back up, but it's only opening back up with my, um, position and a few others. I work at a university, so not everyone is returning back to work, but the essential workers to, um, help the students are returning back to work. So thankfully Um, my position is not, it's an essential position, but I don't have to be there every day. So the plan is that I worked out with my boss is that I'm only going to be there two days a week. Um, that's all I really need to be there, which is 
enough to help them get what they need, the students get what they need. And then the rest of the week, I'll be home, working from home remotely. So I'm excited about that also, just to get back out there with precaution. (laughs) I said, I'm basically going to lock myself in my office, but if they need anything, at least I'll be on staff to help them. On to further news. <laughs> There's been some new development um, when it comes to my relationship status. As you guys always know about me, I am a serial dater. Like grass don't really grow too much under my feet. When one situation ends, another opportunity is right around the corner. Not to say I'm all that, but I'm a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, there's been some new developments and some interesting developments, but I'll get into that in another episode. But for this episode, I wanted to talk about accepting your partner for who they are. Oftentimes we worry so much about wanting a person to accept us and our, you know, affliction of having the virus that we forget that the person that we want to accept us also have their own baggage and what do we do when we learn about their baggage how do we react when we're presented with something about our partner or potential partner that is less than desirable so let's get to it and let's get started Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is because I was recently presented with this scenario and it made me evaluate my actions and my thought process when I learned about a potential partner's past experiences and something that he did in the past. Now, the reason why I questioned it was because I wondered if I should have been more compassionate or maybe I handled it the right way. I didn't know which was the better way to handle it. Should I be looking at my past, me having the herpes virus and letting it dictate how I show compassion to someone else? Or is the compassion I have for someone else um, invalid based on what they did? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's hard because I feel like there are levels of, something that you can overlook versus something that you can show compassion on. And that was my thought process. And I wanted to figure out, was I right or was I wrong for thinking this way? So I came across um, a really interesting article on inspiringtips.com titled, How to Accept Someone for Who They Are in a Relationship, which brought me to some which it actually brought up some really good points. And if you're in a relationship or if you're interested in being in a relationship, these could be some tips to help you to decide on letting someone in your, into your life and accepting whatever it is from their past or not accepting whatever it is from their past. Being able to judge what you should toss out and say, you know, that was your past or what you should evaluate and say, do I really want to bring this into my life? So tip number one says, treat your part, your partner, excuse me, as an actual human being. And a lot of times we probably say, well, of course I treat them like a human being, but do you really, do you treat them like something that is higher than humanness? Do you treat them like a God? Do you put them on a pedestal? 
Because what happens is when you put them on a pedestal, it's like they can't do any wrong. And then when you find out about something in their past or if they do something wrong, it's devastating. Like you're like, wait a minute, I thought you were perfect. I thought you were not even human, you know? (laughs) So that's why it's not a good idea to, I mean, well, that's why you have to treat your partner as an actual human being. Treat them as someone who is capable of being cared for and not as a prize or an accessory to be displayed, you know, on a shelf or for your peers, just for something for your peers. Now, I've been guilty of this, not intentionally though. I think that when I enter into something new and I really like the person, I get so excited about it, a new relationship. And I want to post about it. I want to talk to people about it. I want to share with my friends about how amazing this person is which really isn't a good idea to have your friends in your relationships, especially when they're brand new in the first place. Another thing that I'm guilty of as far as not making them human and more like robotic is that say, you know, in the, in the, in the beginnings of relationships, when you when it's like the honeymoon phase and every day is a good morning text and every message has a, a emoji and all of that, we as women, I'm going to speak for myself. I want that to continue. (laughs) I want that to continue on a regular basis. So what happens is when it stops, I'm like, what's going on? What happened? Why aren't you texting me like you used to? Why aren't you calling me like you used to? Without even thinking that this other person is human and has a life outside of myself. That's, a, that's another thing that I do that I realized when I started to evaluate my actions, which I believe is a good thing because as you guys can tell, my relationships don't really last as long. <laughs> they don't last long. <laughs> and that's been a problem for me. So I had to really stop and see to, to evaluate what is going on with me. It can't be that there's something wrong with all of these men. There has to be something that I'm doing wrong. Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. (laughs) Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group, and then I will send you an invitation. 
That's the only way to join at this time. But I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook. But this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm okay with him not calling me or texting me for days at a time. But I have to understand that there is life outside of this relationship. Just like I have classes going on, just like I have a business that I'm doing, just like I get busy doing everyday things and visiting my parents and, you know, other things like that, that he has those same things on his side. So I have to take that into consideration. You know, he's human, just like I'm human. He's not made just for me. Might be my soulmate. Hopefully that's what I'm looking for. But outside of him being my soulmate, he's a human to someone else as well. Someone else needs him just as much as I do. So I have to respect that. Number two, respect their beliefs and acknowledge their opinions. Now, you don't have to share the same opinions or subscribe to the same beliefs all the time. As unique individuals, and this is, I'm reading this from the article, you should be entitled to your own definition or reaction towards the world around you. And I personally agree with this when it comes to food, music, um, worldviews, like we're not going to have the same opinion about everything, same belief about everything. But to me, there are some key things that we should share beliefs in. And for me, religion is one. Like I've been interested in men and found out that they, you know, share a different different religious belief. And to me, and I might be too old to be thinking about this, but in the past, I was thinking, okay, like what if we have children? How are we going to raise these children if I'm Christian and you're Muslim? You know, stuff like that. Like we have, I I, I really want to be with someone who shares the same um, religious beliefs. And I I think that's important because I just think that's important. I'm not going to tell you why I think that's important, but I just think that's important. And you may think something differently. That's why I don't want to force my views on you about religion. Religion is a very very touchy subject as well as political views but I feel like there are certain things you can't compromise on therefore I think it's always important when you're getting to know someone even in the beginning stages before you even start catching feelings you should have a conversation about what's important to you and what are things that you will not compromise on and then the things that are not the the things that you will not compromise on but there are things that you can on those things, let those things be. Don't count it as something that, you know, oh, we don't agree on this and there's always going to be strife in our relationship because we don't like the same movies or we don't like the same music. Those are little things. Let those things go. Respect their beliefs and acknowledge that they have their own opinions. Number three, accept their imperfections, imperfections and embrace their flaws. Now, we are fully aware of our flaws and our imperfections. But what about our partner or our potential partner? Remember, nobody is perfect. There are going to be things that you don't like about them, and there are going to be things that they don't like about you. Don't count them out just because they may chew with their mouths open or they put 
um, sugar on their grits instead of salt, which is, I'm a salt person on my grits. I don't put sugar on my grits. (laughs) You know, you have to weigh out the pros and cons and what um, the person actually brings to the table versus their flaws. Not to say that you should let everything slide, but sometimes you got to let something slide, okay? Number four, don't force them to change, but guide them to being a better person. I think this is very important. A lot of times, especially for women, a lot of times we enter relationships and we see these things that we know are kind of like deal breakers, but we think that we're going to change them. Let me let you, let me tell you something. We can't change nobody. We can never change a person. And this is kind of piggybacking off of um, accepting a person for the imperfection of flaws, actually. If we don't accept them, we often try to change them. All right. And we, we can't. We can't. As the article states, you can only help and guide them, but you can't make them change. And if you fight them about changing or if you nag them about changing, they will begin to resent you and they may even leave you. So one thing that... um. I was dealing with this, um, with with my new situation and, um, and it was basically what I had kind of commented on before, like the whole texting thing and, and calling thing and, you know, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm a type of person, like I I have to have attention. I do. That's, that's like, um, what is that? What do they call those things? Love language. I don't know if there's a love language for that, but not that I have to have touching or gifts or anything. I have to know that I'm on your mind. I have to feel like I'm important to you. Um, And when I don't feel that from the individual, I'm ready to call it quits. No matter how nice the person is um, or anything, I'm ready to call it quits. But sometimes you have to kind of like stop and say, okay, what's going on here? Is this person, like I just said, you have to weigh the pros and cons. What does this person bring to the table? He might not call me or text me as much as I like. But what are the other things that he does? So one day when I was going through the, the motions of like, oh, I'm going to leave him alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave him alone. I received this um, text message. Actually, it's from, I did a love language test one time. Months ago. Months ago. I mean, I mean like maybe last year. And randomly, I received, you know, a little text message. Not text message, but email from that site. So on this day, it said, Dear Yahira, we live in an on-demand culture. If you want to watch your favorite show or listen to a particular song, technology has advanced that so much that we can on demand. If you want to order a book, groceries, clothes, or even a car, you can, you can with a few simple clicks online. We can get what we want when we want most of the time. And while this is a great use of technology, it doesn't translate well when it comes to human relationships. When we mix the two, we find ourselves irritated when others don't act according to our expectation on demand. Patience is one of the traits of love. To be loving is to be patient. It can also be described as accepting imperfections of others. This begins, this being, this being (laughs) by recognize, by recognizing that people are not machines. They are, they have thoughts, feelings, and have to make decisions. 
Those decisions will not and do not always line up perfectly with our expectations. So if we want peace in our emotions and relationships, we need to learn how to show grace, allowing others the same freedom we want to afford, afford it to us. If you, find yourself in, if you find yourself irritated because someone is not acting according to your expectations, take a step back, be patient, show some grace, and give him or her the freedom to be human just like you. Isn't that right on time? That, I mean, well, it was right on time for me, but I think it kind of lines, it lines up with the um, tip number three, accept their imperfection, embrace their flaws, as well as tip number four, force, don't force them to change, but guide them to be better. I thought that was right on time. And when I, when I was pulling together um, um, notes for this episode, I said, wow, I'm going to use that email that I received from that love language site. And I thought, well, to me, that saved out my little situationship right now. I'm in a situationship. We're getting to know each other. And that really did save um, our situationship. All right, number five, know their story and understand their motivations. Now, this is coming directly from this um, website. Sometimes you'll never understand why a person does what they do. There will always be decisions that you can that can be confusing for you. And there are even moments when you start to question their own sanity just because they don't agree with how you want things to be done. So how do you deal with it? You have to know where they are coming from and what made them who they are. You have to know their story and respect the lessons that their life has taught them. Trust them to do the right thing, not just because you love them, but because you believe in them. This is why it is so important to get to know your partner before making them your spouse. Amen. Number six, never compare them with other people from your past. Now, the article says never ever compare them with people you have met and loved in the past. For others, this is an ultimate deal breaker and it is probably the most painful and hurtful thing that you'll ever do to your partner. Love them for who they are and don't go looking for more. Move on from the past and accept this person in your present. If you can't do that, then let then you don't deserve their love. Now, <laughs> I'm guilty of doing this in the past. I don't do this anymore, but I have definitely done this in the past. I would compare everyone to my first real love. And you guys have heard the story about my first real love. Um, When we were together, I felt so safe. I felt so loved. And I never worried about anything when I was with him. After that relationship, for years, I compared every man that I dated to how I felt with him. If they didn't make me feel how he made me feel, then they were out. (laughs) I would cut them in a quickness. But I realized that this was a really bad habit. Like that relationship was over. He was an individual. Only he and I in in that space and time had that connection. Now it was time for me to make a connection with someone else. And that came with healing from being broken in that relationship like when we split that relationship tore me up not when we were together but when we ended it it tore me up and it I didn't learn how to not to compare that relationship until we spoke again 
And I asked him, why did the relationship end? And we had a long conversation and I was able to find closure from that hurt that I felt when we broke up. And then after that, I was good. And it it still took a little bit more time, but I was able to say, okay, it's never going to be what it was. We're never going to get back together. I can't continue to do that to anyone new in my life. I have to move on. He was him. The new person is them. And so I'm good now. I mean, that was years ago. I mean, I was like 27 when we broke up. And it took me about maybe three years to get over it. I mean, a long time, (laughs) a long time, but I finally did. All right. Number, what are we on? Number seven, love them for who they are on the inside. What made you fall in love with them in the first place? It's not their physical appearance, but it's what's inside of them, their heart and soul, their personality their smile, and the little things that make them special. Now, that's what the article says. And although I agree with what they're saying, I don't think that this always applies when you're just dating. I think when you're just dating, it is very physical. It's about what they look like, what they smell like, what they what jobs do they have? It's all of those things, especially for women. I don't know about for men. I can only talk for a woman because I'm standing in a woman's perspective. I'm in a woman's body and I'm thinking like a woman. So definitely their physical appearance is very important when, we're, when you're dating. What they look like, how they dress, what they smell like, what kind of job they have. It used to be about the car, but I kind of grew up the little car thing. But when I was younger, what kind of car they drove, you know, all of these things helps make that first impression. You know what I'm saying? And then once you begin to, you know, date, you kind of get to know the person and you're able to evaluate whether this person is a good person. Is this person that I want to have around? Do we connect the, the little things that makes him him? and how it is compatible to you that's what begins to develop but when you're dating like I'm dating right now um yeah it's definitely about the physical so I agree with them but then I kind of don't you guys be the judge on on what is right number eight understand that their past does not define them whatever they did in the past has nothing to do with their present especially when it comes to your, your relationship People change and they are allowed to be forgiven for the mistakes and the bad things that they have done years ago. Their past may be part of who they are, but you don't get to judge them for it. What you can do is to make them feel that you accept them for who they are now. Like I said earlier in this episode, this is was the thing that made me want to evaluate how I judge people. The last thing I, I, I want is for someone to judge me, especially because of me having the herpes virus. But where do we draw the line? When do we, I mean, not that I judged this person and you will hear this story. You will see that I didn't judge him. However, I didn't want that in my life. And so I don't want to feel bad about not wanting to have a certain person in my life because of what they did in the past. Because it definitely took a toll on on me determining whether we were going to continue to date or not. Um, 
and I and I still feel like I handled it, but I, at the same held handled it well, I should say. But at the same time, it's just like, dang, I felt bad a little bit because I was like, was it warranted? The way I reacted, because I didn't react bad. I just reacted with like, I don't want to continue this. Um, but we'll leave that for another time. Think about number eight for your own personal life. How does that affect you? Are you the same way that I am when it comes to, do you feel bad when you don't want to deal with someone because of their past, especially after they've accepted you because he did accept what, you know, me having herpes, but should that be my burden? Should I be accepting of everybody just because they accepted me? That's the thing that still kind of haunts me. And we'll talk about that a little bit more another time about my situation anyway. Number nine, be patient and give them time to grow. No matter how compatible you believe you are, sometimes the differences in maturity can affect the relationship in a bad way. Your role as someone older and more experienced is this. Wait for them. Be patient and guide them to be the best person that they are meant to be. And for me, in my experience, <laughs> I was younger. Um, I mean, I was younger than the individual um, in my last relationship. And um, I expected him to be a little bit more mature, but he wasn't. And um, it bothered me a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and fake the funk with y'all. I'm not perfect. But it, it bothered me a little bit that at almost 50, and I'm 41 at the time that we met, that you didn't have it more together. And so even now, he wants... He hints at us trying it again, but I'm hesitant because I'm like, what has evolved since we stopped talking? Has there been any changes since we stopped talking? We're still friends, but I don't think I want to be in another relationship unless I know that there's, there's, you know, change. And I don't think I'm wrong for that. So you can um, be the mature person and be patient and wait for them to grow. I gave him eight months of my life. I didn't want to give him years and he still was stuck in the same place. And I was very patient with my ex. I think I, I don't know how much I told you about him and wanting him to seek the help that he needed. Um, he didn't heal from his past relationship. I was patient with that. Um, he felt stuck in his job and I tried to motivate him. You know, you can go back to school and you can do this and you can do that. But again, it goes back to one of the other points that we mentioned. You can guide them, but you can't change them. And if you can't change them and they don't want to change for themselves, should we lay and suffer with the mess that they're in? There's only but so much patience, I believe. I believe you should be patient. But this is, it has to be a limit to the thing because if you're patient with them and you're patient with them for years and years and years, and you're expecting them to eventually get around to change, what, what are you doing for yourself? You know, 
what do you guys think? Am I wrong for thinking like this? Y'all talk to me about it. Talk to me about it. I don't know if I made it clear how I felt about that thing, but (laughs) let me know what you think about it. All right. And so number, where are we at? We're at number 10. Um, be proud of what they have become and showed it, show it. Now, if he was like, yay, I'm, I'm going to get back in. Like he wanted to do photography. All he talked about was wanting to be, you know, how he went to school for photography, but he didn't finish and how he lost some of his craft, but he wanted to get back in it. But it was all talk. He didn't do anything to actually move in that direction. You could be, you know, inspired to do something. But until you make that first step, then it's just Tom. You're not doing anything to get where you want to be. So, yeah, but anyway, let's let's get back on task. I'm, I'm kind of digressing into my old relationship. Be proud of what they have become and show. Be proud of your partner for who they are and what they have become. Knowing their past, their stories, and their struggles that they have bravely faced. Compliment them for the job well done. Your partner wants to know and feel that you support them and have their back. And I had his back. I'm digressing again. I'm digressing again. Y'all get it together. Um, But yeah, have their back. Um, I think that is important. And I had his back and I cheered for him. But you you have to want it for yourself. You can't keep cheering for a person. I mean, you can if that's what you want to do. But I chose that I was cheering for you. I'm cheering for you. I'm cheering for you. I'm cheering for you. And you're still feeling sorry for yourself. Like, how long are you going to sit in that? I can't be with someone who is not motivated to making their life better when they want better. But they're not motivated enough for themselves to do better. You can only do it for yourself. I can't do it for you. And that's going to be the end of me talking about him. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So those are the 10 points of how to accept someone with who they are in a relationship. What do you guys think? You can... Um, go to inspiringtips.com to see the full article. If you have any other tips that you would like to share, um, hit me up. Maybe I can read it on the next episode. Um, you can hit me up at yahirajoneshope at gmail.com. That is Y-A-H-I-R-A-J-L-N-E-S-H-O-P-E at gmail.com. Or if you're listening via Anchor, you can press the message button at the bottom of the screen. Or if you're listening through another streaming app, you can go to my show notes and leave me a message that way. I want to thank all of you who emailed me while we were on the, while I was on, I sound like I'm in a production or something. While I was on a mid-season break, some of you wondered if I was coming back and I really appreciate the love and support that you showed me and this podcast. I also want to send a shout out to Sam from Positively Positive Podcast. Um, who sent me a voicemail message letting me know that she was inspired to start her own podcast after listening to my podcast for a while. Thank you, Sam. And I really, it really meant a lot to me to know that I inspired you to start your own. So you can check out Sam's podcast. It's called Herpes, Positively Positive via Anchor or any other streaming services that you may be listening to your podcast on. I also want to let you know about my new private Dating with Herpes Facebook group. Some of you have been wondering if I was still going to do it. I finally did it. I finally did it. So I felt it was important to have a group so that listeners 
from this podcast can have another forum to share their stories and support one another. It is private. So the only way that you can be a part of the group is by invitation. So if you would like to join um, Dating with Herpes Facebook group, you can go to um, www.facebook.com forward slash Yahira.Jones dot the number one. Again, facebook.com forward slash Yahira, that's Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. And send me a message um, that you would, uh, 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 inbox message that you would like to join DWH's private group and I will send you an invitation to join. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. If you have any questions, topic ideas, or you just need someone to talk to, you can hit me up on my Gmail um, email account. Until next time, I'm your host, Jahira Jones. Be safe and God bless.